This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, you're listening to Good Things, the show where we talk to good people who are doing good things. I'm Dashan Johan. The US Embassy in Kuala Lumpur, in collaboration with BGBG Initiative and Mareka, is back this year to ignite new ideas and innovations in civic engagement through the YC Lee Young Southeast Asian Leaders Initiative Bootcamp 2022. And this year's theme is Rebuilding Inclusive Societies Through Technology. So the registration for this bootcamp is open now and it'll be happening across the states in Malaysia. Joining me on the show today to discuss everything about this camp are some of the brains behind this program. Um, first up is Rashvin Pal Singh. He's the co-founder of BGBG Initiative. And Gurdit Singh, he's the press attache at the US Embassy Kuala Lumpur. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you all doing? Thank hey, you. Dash. Um, Rashvin, let's start with you. Um, before we get to the boot camp specifically, I want to talk about BGBG Initiative because it is a very interesting um, sort of collective that you have. Um, talk to me a little bit about BGBG. Thank you, Dash. So we started BGBG in 2013. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we were really looking at how we could champion sustainable development by looking at it from a point of using creative tools, technology, and also having urban-centric solutions. We were all in different jobs, and I guess we were quite frustrated at the means of channeling our energy. So BGBG started quite organically, and we registered as a social enterprise and a non-profit. And our big vision, really, Dash, is to democratize access to education and technology to catalyze sustainable development. Right. Um, tell me a little bit more about how y'all came together. Um, was the sustainable part of it first or was it, you know, a, a group of artists and y'all wanted to do something together and, and, and came? How, how, tell me a little bit more about what discussions y'all were having and, and why specifically you know, BGBG in 2013. What, what, was, what was specific about that time that y'all finally said, you know what, I need to do this? Okay, so if you take a back-in-time mm-hmm. moment, a lot of, so the four of us who co-founded this, um, Gurpreet, Azam, Zoe, and myself, we were all in different jobs, right? I was actually in a corporate job, we had renewable energy, media, development, and we were living together. And at that point, there was a lot of deforestation issues in Malaysia. Right. Um, it was really hitting you know, at the top, and we were really s- super frustrated with this. Being urban-centric um, living people, we didn't find much initiatives that were in the cities. It was, a lot of it were conservation efforts, and we were like, okay, we've got access to tools and technology. How do we mobilize that? So it started off re- really organically. Um, it was a lot of upcycling, circular economy, turning waste materials into new products, and only because that was the most accessible materials that we had. From there, though, it's totally evolved. Um, we still do circular economy as a big part of our DNA. However, we do a lot more education programs to empower sustainable development and civic engagement. What, why are you so passionate about this particular cause? Specifically, it was because of having good awareness mm. of the environmental pathway that we are on, right? And also on the inclusive development, right? So if we looked around us and we saw many people not having access to the kind of skill sets, the kind of resources that they could to better their lives or just live more sustainable lives. And it was really seeing that gap and then looking at ourselves and really asking this question where if you are not part of the solution, then technically you're part of the problem. So how do you then flip that instead of just being, you know, 
angry or pessimistic or negative and being like, hey, let's mobilize this into action. How did y'all evolve into what y'all are doing today, which is boot camps and civic engagement programs, reaching out to students across the country and things like that? So this really came from, you know, at first you're totally focused on what you were doing, mm. right? And we were looking at impact really from the work we did and our communities and how we could mobilize that. However, we also had deep realizations that if we really wanted to see a shift, it one BGBG Marika is too small, right? It is a small part of this entire world we live in, one small cog in this machine. Thinking of how we could totally mobilize other youth groups, nonprofits, and social enterprises was where we realized that, hey, maybe by imparting and sharing on a very peer level what we've learned, what we've gone through, all those challenges, all those problems, if we could work with partners at the U.S. Embassy, which brings in its resource and expertise from the U.S. and globally, how could we then empower local movements to make change? Right. So what is this bootcamp all about, this YCLE bootcamp? Y'all have been running it for about three, for three years. What exactly is it? So this will be the fourth year. Mm-hmm. And so three years has passed, it's the fourth year. And it's really about giving young leaders, right, 18 to 35, the tools, technology, resources to create and catalyze their own change, right? How do we see this is that a lot of young people have a lot of passion, right? A lot of us are super passionate. We want to see things happen. We have all these ideas of how things could be better, different, more inclusive. But starting where to start and getting it going is trickier than you would imagine because it could also be a very quick burn initiative. So how do you move that into quick projects, but then give that that extra mileage so it really creates a much larger civil society in Malaysia? Right. Good. I want to bring you into the conversation, right? Um, Because, you know, BGBG is a, you know, to many people, people see BGBG primarily as a, a creative sort of collective. In some people, in the in the com- most, you know, it is, they mean it as a compliment. You know, it's this group of hippies mm-hmm. that are doing, making great art, right? What attracted the U.S. Embassy to this group of, um, you know, creative um, individuals, this, this group, this collective, why did y'all decide to partner up with them? It's a great question. Uh, thank you. Um, so I think it speaks to the heart of what uh, Rushman already talked about. It is mobilizing youth to work on positive change, positive change for themselves, positive change for their peers, and positive change really for societies that they live in or they come from. And uh, it also goes back to Wysili, which you mentioned, right? Wysili, incidentally, I just realized when Rushman, you said BGBG was launched in 2013. Mm -hmm. Wysili, our signature U.S. program, was also launched in 2013. Mm. And it was to bring youth, the future leaders of Southeast Asia, together and empower them by enabling them with tools and resources so they could address the challenges of the day, whether it's climate change or using technology to create new jobs, uh, to empower women and girls, and so forth. Can you um, help me understand a little bit better what role um, each of y'all play, um, so to speak, in in making this bootcamp happen? So what exactly is the role of BGBG and what exactly is the role of the U.S. Embassy here? So, you know, the U.S. Embassy has, a, I think, a broader role. We work mm-hmm. with partners like Rushwin and uh, and BGBG 
to do the nitty gritty to actually design from A to Z the boot camp, right, uh, across the four locations. Um, but the purpose and objectives of the boot camp really fall within our broader kind of priorities to empower youth, because this is one amongst many initiatives. Uh, I, I mentioned YCLE, we also run academic and professional fellowship programs, right. which provide young leaders from Southeast Asia, including mm -hmm. from Malaysia, opportunities to enhance their potential, their academic capacity, their professional capacity to work on civic engagement, economic empowerment, on uh, climate change, uh, and other challenges of the day. Right. And as I mentioned in the introduction, the theme of this year's boot, boot camp is rebuilding inclusive societies through technology. Why choose this theme specifically? So I think inclusivity, particularly in very pluralistic societies like Malaysia or the United States, or even one could argue all of Southeast Asia, right, is a very, very important uh, aspect to how we do things. In mm. fact, uh, DEIA, diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility, is a central priority of the U.S. government and is something we are striving to implement and actualize in everything we do. And behind it is our belief, our very strong belief, that when we bring in diverse perspectives to our policies, our programs, our initiatives, we are a more... Uh, we, we help bring more positive outcomes and we enact stronger policies because we're bringing in richer, diverse perspectives. Right. How do you contend with the, with the notion that technology has at the same time contributed to polarization? So, you know, I would argue that you or concerned people like ourselves need to make a more concerted effort because technology is not going away, particularly mm -hmm. with young people. And yes, technology may be misused, misutilized to create more polarization, but that gives um, civic societies who are concerned to make the concerted effort to leverage technology to foster more inclusivity, to foster the inclusion of marginalized voices. But that requires sometimes ensuring that when you have a program, that you recruit from diverse backgrounds, diverse genders, div diverse orientations, diverse viewpoints. Mm -hmm. If I'll just jump on that, and I think, you know, Dash, any piece of technology, right, um, that's being created as, as we speak, is totally decided by the people who use it, of how it gets utilized, right, whether for positive or negative or for, you know, problematic situations. There's a program we're working with the embassy now as well on media literacy, disinformation, and deep fakes which I think is a totally underspoken about topic, right? Because we can't deny its existence, we all feel its power, but knowing how to navigate, how to build this critical mind to really decide how we use something, why we use something, is where this comes from. And in this program, we bring a lot of how to use technology, of course, as a force for good, but also to know where it can be a force for negative, right? For concerns. Absolutely. If I could, just a qu two quick examples yep. uh, where not just uh, our efforts to counter disinformation, but how we can do it uh, by fostering more inclusion and inclusivity. We just recently uh, organized a virtual journalism training to counter disinformation, promote media literacy, but for Mandarin language press in Malaysia. Right. Why? Because they may not necessarily always be included. And so we s had more than around 125 
Mandarin language Malaysian journalists from all over the country participate in a training offered by an American in entirely Mandarin. Right. A University of Nevada political science professor to uh, provide them data-centric techniques of journalism so you can use data-centric uh, uh, data visualization for more enriched and accurate journalism. On the show with me today is Rashvin Pal Singh. He's the co-founder of BGBG Initiative and Gurdit Singh Prasatashi at the US Embassy of Kuala Lumpur. After the break, we continue our conversation on the upcoming YSEALI Bootcamp. Keep it here on Good Things, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Good Things. I'm Dashran Johan, and on the show with me today is Rashvin Pal Singh, co-founder of BGBG Initiative, and Gurdit Singh Prasatashi at the US Embassy of Kuala Lumpur. And we're talking about an upcoming boot camp of theirs, which is the YC Lee Young Southeast Asian Leaders Initiative Boot Camp 2022, Rebuilding Inclusive Societies Through Technology. So going back to the boot camp, what are some of the lessons? Um that you have learned over the past three years, now you're heading into the fourth year. And also, how has the, the boot camp, this program, evolved over the years? So as you can imagine, in the beginning, you know, we were super passionate, right? Hitting the ground, we were in eight different states, getting all young Malaysians to talk about the issues they cared about, right. and then see how we could mobilize that. I would say it was very raw, very energetic, um, but also lacking in terms of a very structured way of creating change. So what has happened now is we've created a, I'd say, a pretty solid civic engagement framework, right? That has been from the lessons we've learned. And this is really how we walk people, young leaders, through a process. So first is that there's an issue, right? There's an issue we're seeing. It could be, you know, inclusivity or, or environment issues or education, access to education. Now, first, what is the root cause of this issue? Why is this happening? So we build that mindset and then we go into, okay, now this is why it's happening. Now, what are the tools you need? So we look at the media and comm side from that angle. Comm strategies, comms channels, how are you communicating this? The internal team, what are the people you need to make this happen? Budget and funding, super important part to mobilize it, but also what skills do you have? And lastly, the partners and stakeholders, right? How do you navigate the political stakeholders? Who are the other partners in this ecosystem you need to work with, and even mentors, right? Right. So we've got Ivy Josiah on board, we've got Dato Ambiga who's contributed to us, um, Ian from the fourth. But as you go to the last part, Dash, what happens here is you've got this issue, you've got these skill sets, how do you tackle it? Is this issue something that needs more awareness? Or is it something that needs behavior change? Or is it a call to action? Right? You want to mobilize this tomorrow. For example, like environment sustainable issues, I'll tell you we are done with awareness. Right? It's all about behavior change, <laughs> yep. right? We don't need to talk about it anymore, right? right? Whereas you're talking about like the floods, that's a quick responding. That's a call to action for now. But as we evolve, it should be maybe behavior change of how we live. For a, a younger population um, who could use more education and awareness, we're partnering with BGBG on something called Planet Us. It's a traveling right. interactive exhibit which uh, continues to implore youth and particularly like people who may not be as aware to enhance their awareness of uh, why climate change is a problem and how they can use some of the tools to come up with more innovative solutions in their own day-to-day -day lives, reduce perhaps their own carbon footprints. Mm -hmm. so. Right. So one of the things this 
program, this initiative emphasizes on is cultivating young leaders. How do you define a leader? So I think that's a, you know, there are many meanings and values associated with the word leader. But um, I would offer um, someone who can mobilize group resources. You know, again, and it may not necessarily come naturally, but uh, people need to be trained or uh, nurtured to achieve that. Build consensus, particularly amongst very diverse groups. Uh, you know, collaborating with peers, which is something the YCLE program and initiatives uh, really uh, encourage uh, participants to do to partner with their peers across Southeast Asia because some of the challenges that are faced by youth in Malaysia may be very similar yet different to challenges faced by youth in Cambodia, yet they could collaborate to come up with solutions that work or can be adapted for everyone. Right. Um, And, you know, when it comes to civic engagement in Malaysia, how do you view it right now, Um, especially among young people? Do you, and, and, you know, we are living in a, in a, you know, a, a, a sort of evolution right now, right? When we look at compared to last few years, also a lot has changed. Uh, one of the things that has changed, the biggest thing is the lowering of voting age from mm-hmm. 21 to 18 because of the only 18 movement. With all of that in mind, wh- how do you view um, civic engagement in Malaysia, especially across young people? Are young people generally locked in um, when it comes to these sorts of issues or are they tuned out and, and saying, you know, none of this is, is meaningful and, you know, they're all the same and nothing can change uh, and so on and so forth? So from my experience, over the last few years, you're right, it has totally shifted in terms of how empowered young people feel. Right. However, I think there's still a massive misconception. And I'll be honest, I was totally in this like um, bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Where I thought, and many of us thought, civic engagement equates protests, being an activist, which is totally great, or you know, being someone who ruffles feathers, right? But it tend to have it tended to have a perception that it was why are you not happy with status quo? Why you want to go and cause problems, right? Whereas the first thing we do is we talk about how you are actually solving what happens to you around your life, right? So that mindset is still being shifted. I would say young leaders, are young people are super determined and passionate. However, existing power structures can prove to be, in Malay, we're trying to say mafan, right? right. Very like tiring <laughs> to navigate, not interested, right. so jaded with that. Right. So they tend to use back mediums they're familiar with, which is social media and technology. The minute you say cross that into the, Power structures, that's just such a stale topic. So trying to move that from media, digital technology into the larger systems and structures is where I see a challenge, but also, of course, um, super important. Absolutely. How do y'all, how do y'all view um, these new mediums um, of um, you know, being connected to issues, um, whether it's, you know, political issues, um, it's social justice issues, human rights issues. A lot of young people are, you know, going back to this topic on technology, Mm. are consuming these, um, uh, you know, information on these issues are being mobilized through TikTok, you know, one minute videos, funny videos, things like that, which wasn't necessarily how 
um, you know, three of us in this room, perhaps you have two different generations here as well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, even then, it wasn't how we consumed news, right? Like, you, you know, we grew up in newspapers and then, you know, we are in, we, we listen to perhaps, you know, we read, uh, then after that, we shifted to online news websites and things like that. None of us necessarily consume news through TikTok. How do you view this sort of evolution? I think it's great because uh, <clears throat> I think if uh, if you, one can use the new media, including social media, to engage young people, inform them, and have them become agents of change by informing each other, um, that's a good thing. Uh, that doesn't mean that... Um, other media are not as relevant. I personally, as as the press ought to say, <laughs> I, I use a lot of social media right. to engage with uh, my own family, friends, and to see what's happening, whether in Malaysia or in the United States. But I'm also a fan of uh, long-form journalism. You know, So I read uh, The Atlantic Monthly right. or New York Times, and I'm very appreciate uh, the long-form stories that uh, come on American media or are covered by global or even Malaysian media. I was waiting for you to share your TikTok handle, Hardit. Totally, <laughs> exactly. I was like, what is I was totally <laughs> waiting. I was like, okay, I'm going to follow you right away. Um. Um, so, you know, I, I want to talk about the activities that will be held throughout the boot camp. Um, what, paint a picture for me. You know, if, I, if I'm a, you know, I'm a listener, I'm like, okay, this sounds exciting. I'm interested. I want to get involved. Um, this camp sounds fun. What can they expect throughout this camp? Okay, so we look at it in two phases. Mm-hmm. Right? So the first phase is where we go on the ground, four different states, Kelantan, Pahang, Kedah, Johor. These states, because we haven't covered them before, so we, we, we flip the states that we cover. We go on the ground and we run a two-day program where we really help if you have an idea but don't know where to start. So we start with that. So we help teams to formalize their idea and apply for phase two. Phase two is, a, we call it the finale, that will happen in KL. And that's where we bring all the really talented um, past civic leaders, I mean, ex- right, who've done amazing work in Malaysia, existing technology heroes, existing you know, media champions, bring them to the room to help craft the messaging, craft the angle, and how to mobilize these campaigns. So I would say, if you are now having an idea, right, there's something that is, you know, bothering your heart, it, you wake up and you think about it, you go to sleep, you think about it, that's what we want. This is the time to apply mm. for the boot camp and we'll do it together. And how excited are you that this boot camp is now happening, um, you know, in person again? Because as oh I God, understand... It's the best thing ever. Right? Because as I understand <laughs> that, was it the past year or just the past couple of years where y'all had to pivot to online? Um what were the challenges? Um, what did y'all lose out on when y'all did, you know, this camp online? I mean, truth, no fault of your own. Yeah. Everybody had to adapt. But what what did you lose out on through that uh, method that y'all are, that you're very excited to go back on the ground again? I mean, the first one was totally in person. Second mm-hmm. one was half. Mm-hmm. The third one, which was the Borneo Sabasrawa edition, was totally virtually, and this is back in person, right? Mm-hmm. And I think just the networking people element totally missing how inclusive we could be because you need to have solid internet access all the time good devices not just to listen but also to craft your work right it also made the campaigns highly I would say overly digital centric right Um, missing that more grassroots on ground aspects right so 
how can people sign up for this camp? Um, where do they go? Are there social media platforms they can follow as well? Great question. So yes, there are multiple ways to find out more. Go to the BGBG site. Mm-hmm. You can just Google and follow U.S. Embassy Kuala Lumpur social media platforms because not only will you find information on the boot camp, but uh, on our social media platforms, we constantly promote opportunities for young Malaysians to participate in Waisili and many other exchange programs, um, some of which are coming, the deadlines are coming close. So I encourage your listeners and viewers to, um, to check out our um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and start following them because these opportunities we're looking forward to getting more applications from young Malaysians. And we also um, promote upcoming opportunities, if I may. Mm. In November, we'll be celebrating International Education Week and what an international education, how it benefits people everywhere, including the large number of Malaysians who study at U.S. colleges and universities. Uh, So stay tuned for a lot of announcements uh, providing you accurate, comprehensive, and sometimes these paid-for exchange program opportunities in which you can participate. And who can... Um, you know, be part of this boot camp? Are you looking at specific groups, some specific age groups, or can anybody join? There is an age group, mm-hmm. which is part of the Waisili um, demographic, which mm-hmm. is 18 to 35, Malaysian, but beyond that, everybody. Awesome. All right. Before we wrap this conversation up, guys, would you all have a final message for us? Rashmin? I would say, based on our webinar topics, the time is now. That's the team for the webinars. So let's take that. Um, also election season, so there's a lot of us feeling energy and movement. So sign up for the boot camps and yes, check out our pages. And Gurdit? I would echo that message and say, youth, you have tremendous potential to to be the change and to make the change that you want. So participate. And on that note, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank, thank you. you. I've been speaking to Rashmin Pal Singh, co-founder of BGBG Initiative and Gurdit Singh Press Atashi at the U.S. Embassy of Kuala Lumpur. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashran Johan, and this has been Good Things, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.